Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the Fancy Files podcast. I am your host, Mr. Greg, and today I have a few co-hosts with me. One, we have the very marvelous Mick. How are you doing, Mick? I'm doing swell, thank you. Swell, wow, look at that. Are you still rejoiced? I'm rejoiced. Are you you rejoicing? (laughs) Uh, Yes, currently. Very good. And we also have, as another co-host, Mr. Do Not Call Me, the Ezosaurus Rex. Ezra, how are you? I'm a fair way to Midland, Greg. You're on a fair way to Midland? Yep. How's that feel? It's all right. Have you ever been to Midland, though? I can't say that I have. Okay, good, because neither have I. And it does exist, in case you're wondering. Um, so, Fancy Files Podcast. Well, what is it? It's in the name. It's a podcast. What? I think we've said that a few times, so everyone's like, get on with it. We know it's a podcast. Fair enough. There it is. Whoa, whoa, wait. You're telling me this is a podcast? You're telling me this now? Woo! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> aye, 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 aye. All right. We'll keep that to a minimum. Um, so, we've been going through a series in our podcast in Philippians chapter 4, which we're going to get Mick to read uh, in a few moments, dealing with uh, tools that God gives us on how to deal with anxiety, uh, how to help our thoughts when our thoughts go down the hole of wonder, which is not wonderful uh, when we, you know, feel negative and all that. So uh, as we've been saying, as we've been doing this podcast, (laughs) one, we're not giving medical advice. We want to make that very clear. We're not telling anyone to get off medication. We're not telling anyone to get on medication. Uh, we're just telling you what the Bible says. I'm a podcaster, not a doctor, Jim. My name's not Jim. That's fair. Thank you. <laughs> if you don't know my name, there's a problem. Ezra. Uh, I ruined my train of thought. It's been derailed. Thank you very much. Right. We're doing a podcast. Okay, so uh, we know that when we're dealing with anxiety, uh, we can swing in two directions. We got direction number A, people in the church uh, will say, oh, you're struggling with anxiety? Well, it's because you're not trusting God. And then you got the other direction where it's like God can't heal you, God can't help you. This is the one thing God's like, nope. So we're not swinging on either of those directions. We are going to teach what the Bible has to say uh, about how to have peace with the Lord. And this is what the point of this passage is. And this is what we're going to get to today in our study. Uh, so we'd like to ask uh, Nicholas, Mictron 5000, to read the portion of scripture for our faithful podcast listeners. Yes, yeah, so you're going to be reading from Philippians chapter 4. Uh, yeah, start at verse 6 all the way to verse 8. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything... By prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Amen. Thank you very much, Mr. Mick. You have a way with words. It's just so amazing. Thank you. You're welcome. 
All right. So I think over the last two podcasts, we went in depth regarding what we do with prayer. I don't think we need to dive into that uh, any longer. I think we made our point. Um, but now it's the promise, which we had said we were going to get to two podcasts ago. So we needed to jump over a gigantic pool of the biggest pool that you'll ever see to get to this. Huge. Okay. So here's the promise. And it gets in verse seven. When we are dealing with anxious thoughts and we do as the Lord commands us that by not being anxious, we we're going into prayer. We're interceding. We're thanking God. We're making our requests known to him. We're rejoicing in the Lord. And verse 7 gives us a great promise, and it says, And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Hmm. Now, here's the thing. The prayer part, yes, Christians struggle with, but that we have no problem grasping, right? We understand that. I know what it means to pray. I Now I know what it means to be in supplication. I know what thanksgiving is. We have firmly grasped it. Yes, we have. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, but but when it comes to promises, okay, I think this is where Christians struggle sometimes within Christendom. Are you going to be okay? Would you like to share what's on your thoughts? The SpongeBob quote. Oh. Firmly grasp it. <laughs> Sorry. We will cut this out in editing. No, leave it in. Uh, <laughs> we want people to hear the wonder and the nonsense. Um, Christians have a hard time with God's promises. Not all Christians. That doesn't mean that people who are listening to this have a hard time with God's promises. But there is an issue, I think, in grasping what, like, this, look, God has said this. And he promises that this is going to happen. This is not a name it and claim it thing. This is not something where like a preacher gets up and says, look, if you say this perfect whatever declaration and, and you give me the money, you're going to get that what you want. The car, the house, the job, the wife, whatever. You're going to get it. Lots of money coming your way. That's not what we mean by promise. This is a promise that God has given in his word. And this comes to faith. This is why I think the whole Thanksgiving thing is given beforehand, is that the, the Thanksgiving does build up faith with, within us to then accept what God is saying. And that is that God is going to give us peace. The promise isn't God is going to take away the problem. Hmm. He might. Oh, absolutely he might. And there's many cases of believers throughout history, where God has supernaturally come in and delivered them completely out of a problem yep. or completely changed the problem, 100%. Not minimizing that, not putting God in a box, saying, nope, he won't do that. But as we know, a lot of Christians, we, we struggle. And we deal with terrible things that everybody else deals with. Just because we're a Christian, we're not promised an easy time. And that is a thing. I think there are believers out there that think, I'm a Christian now, 
everything is going to work out just fine. No more problems. I'm in the boat. The smooth sailing ahead. That is whoever told you that. And I can I can get like, you know, when you get saved and it's th those early moments is wonderful. Fake news. Fake news, people. Absolutely. That is not the case. There is going to be a lot of choppy water. A lot of choppy water. He doesn't always take the choppy water away. I'd say in many cases, he's not going to take, to take the choppy water away. And it's the choppy waters of life that give us the anxiety. That let our minds wander into, uh-oh, into negativity, into all the what-ifs, and, and, and all, you know, the imagery we're going to get in our minds thinking that it's worst-case scenario. But what does God tell us here? He tells us that, again, he's not taking the problem away, but he'll give us peace. So the waters around us can be choppy, but the waters in our lives, so to speak, won't be. Hmm. What do you guys think about that? I concur. I mean, like if you look in the, in the Gospels, right, like these are, like his, his disciples are expert fishermen, or some of them anyway. And, you know, they, they take a boat out into the lake and there's a huge storm that passes and Jesus just lets it go on. He's sleeping. Like, he has faith that the Father will take care of him. He's not anxious. And we're looking at these experienced fishermen freaking out. Like, they honestly believe they're going to die. You know, they obviously they, they put their faith in the, in the correct person when they go to Jesus to help take care of them but I, I think we do need to look at Jesus and understand you know when we find ourselves in the storm oftentimes sometimes we just need to rest in God and know that he will take care of us whether that's you know gonna fix the storm as he did for the disciples or hey you you just need to sit through it and trust me that I will get you through it yeah I think the verse kind of makes it clear that it is very contextual mm -hmm. right the peace of God which surpasses all understanding this is in the context of the situation they're in I think maybe people from the outside who aren't going through your problem might understand the peace that is you know that you are kind of going through or that you need but um, I think ultimately it's like if you're in a storm you're not going to understand this peace that comes over you as a result of your prayer and supplication. Mm. Um, this, the, the comfort of the Holy Spirit, and I don't think he's known as the comforter. That's where that peace comes from. It is an outside, you know, peace. You're not going to find it within you. Yeah, exactly. It's the peace of God. It's not peace of this world. It's not peace that we conjure up in ourselves. That's the thing. And that is something that you're going to have to, it's either you, you accept it or you don't. And so right off the bat, if you're going into the situation already believing God isn't going to do anything for you, you're going to get exactly what you, you believe. I know, again, that is hard for some Christians to accept because it's that idea, oh, I'm doing something. But when you read the Bible, there is a responsibility we, we play. Not in our getting saved. That's no. But he has given to us these things. 
and now we need to apply it. How do we apply it? By faith, by action, prayer. God isn't going to come and grab you and come on, open your mouth, bup, 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 and pray. No, you actually have to <laughs> go to God with this and whatever it is that you're dealing with. You know, the, the Bible tells us that without faith, it's impossible to please him. That is how we we deal with the Lord. We deal with him by going to him in faith and trusting that, look, this problem, whatever it is, and how powerful it is and how destructive it is, and it is real, that he is able to give us that peace because it's from him. It's it's not from from us. So if we're going into it already accepting he's not going to do it, forget it. There, you know, it's not going to happen. Well, I mean, there's a verse that says just that, right? You have not because you ask not, or you ask amiss, or you ask without faith, right? Like that, exactly what you're saying. Sometimes we don't get what we're praying for because we don't honestly believe that either God can or will do anything about it. There is an element of, hey, you got to trust God that he is capable, you know? Why do you guys think a lot of people struggle with this? I think if you look at their at just relationships in general, like if you look at your earthly relationships, we are incapable, for the most part, to actually receive things. It's easy to give out. Unless you're a moocher, then that's just it's really sad. But I guess, on the one hand, you're really good at receiving. But so a lot of our dispositions with each other kind of translate in our walk and in our mm -hmm. faith and in our relationship with God and so if you're one to to, to have a hard time with, with understanding that there is reward uh, with God you're going to find yourself almost in a work base where it's like you're always doing you're always trying and and you ignore all the verses where God says, no, I want to take care of you. I want to be there for you. I want to be there with you. And you ignore all that. And you miss out on, on the fact that the gospel is that Christ did it for us. And so, um, yeah. I think another problem is that uh, in our Western society, the supernatural is frowned upon. You know, it's poo-poo. Uh, like, we, we don't pay it any heed or any mind unless it's in the movie and then it's like the best thing ever but like you know if you live in other nations where you know black magic and like demonic voodoo and stuff is done like you know these people believe very strongly in the supernatural and the supernatural does often happen it's just not always the good kind uh, but in, in western culture it's you know, people sweep it under the rug, yeah, 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 whatever. Supernatural is hokey. No one believes that. And so it's kind of bled into the church where we, for the most part, don't believe that either God can work that way or does work that way. So we kind of just half believe that God will intervene because, you know, for the most part, we don't deal with the supernatural. Or if we do, it's usually something that's very, like, coasting under the radar supernatural. 
Uh, and so I think that part of like that lack of trust in God's intervention is just like a denial of like the supernatural. We don't want, or not necessarily that we don't want to trust God will supernaturally help us, but there is that lack of like contact with the supernatural where it's just like, we don't go there. Even if we do believe, at least on paper, that God does heal, God does supernaturally cause things to work, we don't have as much of contact with it in the Western society. So I think that pulls away from our faith in, in prayer and such. I like what you say about you're talking about the supernatural um, because obviously talking about the peace of God, we are talking about something that God gives us mm -hmm. and we are talking about it is supernatural. It doesn't come from our understanding because I'm just looking up as it goes from the peace of God, which and in the King James, it says passes all understanding that that word passes, uh, passeth. Look, I stumble over to King's English people, so have patience. Um, that word, and I'm looking up like a Greek, uh, a Strong's definition here. It talks about how this word stands out. It rises above. It is superior in rank, authority, and power. Hmm. This peace that God gives us is greater than anything that we're dealing with. And that is something that when we go to God with, we there is that, okay, we have to go in faith. Because, again, whatever is bothering us, whatever situation has happened in our life that has caused us to be anxious, that causes our thoughts to, to take off. Obviously, as humans, yes, we're going to feel that way. Mm -hmm. We need something greater than us to land those thoughts. We need something stronger because, I mean, why is there so many people that are struggling with this? It's because it is a huge, it is a powerful, how can I say it? These, Influence? Yes, absolutely. These thoughts are, are, are more powerful at times than I, I would say that the, the free will of man to control it. Hmm. And so we need something greater than free will. We need something greater than our ability to do it ourselves. We can't. We can't. And so when it talks about this passing or passeth all understanding, that is the only thing. And there comes in that desperation, right? A supplication. To the only one who has the ability to supersede our problems, to supersede our issues, to supersede the anxious thoughts. That passes all understanding. And that word understanding has to do with our intellect. Yes, we don't understand it. It will come in through a supernatural mean that only God can give. So if you're struggling and you're hearing this and you're like, I want to believe. I think it comes down to that. I want to believe. You know, from like the X-Files poster. I want to believe. You know, with the UFO and it says, I want to believe under it. I think for a lot of Christians, take away that UFO poster and put, hey, look, peace of God over anxiety. Okay. Is this the peace of God? And then, and then no, we're not talking about it. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> and then under it, it's like, I want to believe. 
and it's like, okay, well now we need to take that to the next level. I will believe. I will believe that God is able to do this. I, I will believe that he's able to come in and to bring that victory, that calming effect in our minds, if you want it, however you want to say it. Yeah, but I think it also comes down to something else that Paul mentioned. I believe it was Paul. Don't, don't quote me on that one. But It's usually Paul. <laughs> it is usually Paul. But he said God will give us the strength to will and to do the will of God. And notice that he says he's going to give us the strength to will. There are times when we just can't. In our own strength, we can't want to do what God is asking us to do. And so God, with his Holy Spirit, does strengthen us to want to do his will. And then he empowers us to do his will. And so in those moments where you're feeling like you don't have the strength to trust God. You don't have the strength to want to trust God. You can pray for the strength to want to do God's will. That is biblical. God understands that we're human, that we are fleshly, that we do live in a fallen world, and we are a fallen people. And he understands that sometimes we just don't have the strength to desire the things of God. And that's where the Holy Spirit comes and intervenes. Absolutely. Um, again, I want to say this. I know some people will hear this and they'll be like, oh, but I've been struggling with this for years and I haven't gotten breakthrough or peace yet. Mm. Don't give up. Don't give up. This is where believing in faith comes in. And, and this is this is the battle of faith. Okay. It doesn't it doesn't say that it's going to happen immediately. Like, okay, you pray it, and then, like, in a, and it could, and, and it does, and, and obviously. But some, there's always going to be, there's tests, and there's, you know, we don't always know how God is going, like, the, the ways of the Lord, right? Well, like spiritual we, warfare. Yeah, spiritual warfare, absolutely. So, you know, because we don't want to put God in a box. Okay, we do, I did it, I prayed it, I, I, I gave thanks, so five minutes later, where's the peace? right there's going to be that challenge because it's like oh it didn't come and then that doubt begins to creep in and then it's easy to get turned away we we don't know why at times god doesn't bring the answer right away but what we do know is that he said he would Hmm. now this is not one of those things where it's like okay and again we're not talking about the storm okay we're not talking about that we're not talking about god taking the storm away this is what God is going to do to you in the storm. Because mm. there are people out there, again, when you're dealing with anxiety, you know, you have the individuals who, like, you know, something happens and it causes them to think anxiously. And then, you know, then it's like, you know, going to God with this, the thing that bothers you. But then what about the people who have a physical problem yeah. with, with their brain? Right? that requires medication. Sometimes that peace doesn't come right away. What what do you tell those people? Take your meds okay. and pray. Yes, but because <laughs> yeah, it's not like, oh, well, God can only help you in this, but with this, he's not going to help you. No, no. Right? So this is where the real battle comes in for people who, if there is an issue, 
with the, with their brains, just like if there's a, a, a physical problem anywhere in their body, mm-hmm. is again, don't give up. Keep seeking God. And keep trusting that He will teach you in that storm how to overcome. How to overcome. How to overcome. I think there's something we need to remember. Because we are talking almost in ideals here. Right? We're talking in a situation where someone in everything is praying and has supplication and, you know, I was going to say supplying, but it's not it. (laughs) That's not quite the right word. But prayer and supplication, you know, with thanksgiving. We live in a culture that, and a Christian culture, I mean, that essentially doesn't do any of those things. Hmm. We are, we see it in our relationships. We see it in our marriages. We see it in our friendships. When things do not go our way immediately, we leave. We do it with our jobs, we do it with our families. It's everywhere. The dropout rate is incredible. And very often, people don't stick around the altar long enough for God to do anything. And I think that's something we need to, as Christians, be really concerned about in our own lives. You know, old traditions of people going up to the altar and, and staying there until God moved. Yeah. That was an important thing. Well, now, like, we'll do, you know, we'll pray about only the issue, but that will be it. There will have been nothing else. But the reality is that we need to pray about everything the good, the bad, the ugly, and the weird. <laughs> like, it, yes. We need to pray about it all. And we, and being thankful constantly, not in a naive way of ignoring what's happening. But the issue of prayerlessness needs to be addressed. If we don't pray, we don't get peace. And ultimately, you know, we wonder why things aren't working out. That is a very good point. And I'm glad that you brought that up. Because, and, and yeah, I think a lot of people, it, I'm not going to put a number on it. I don't want to broad rush everybody, but you're right. You do have those cases. We don't know how to pray. And so it's like, okay, well, no answer. Or they do it once. This isn't a one shot thing. Hmm. This is a continual. Yeah. Okay. You, you, you got the victory today, but then the next day you wake up and it's back. I mean, we see it all throughout Scripture, right? Like, Jesus gave multiple, like, uh, stories about, hey, like, be persistent in prayer. Be persistent in prayer. Even, like, against an antagonizing, like, other person, be persistent. He used that as an image for God, but, you know, God isn't antagonistic towards you. God is your loving Heavenly Father. And yet he still says you need to be persistent in prayer. Paul says, pray without ceasing. He also says, hey, this is spiritual warfare. You're fighting a battle when you're praying. It's not, it's not just a thing we do. There's a reason for why we do it. There's a reason why throughout Scripture we're told to continually pray to God, continually, without ceasing. But I think that 
if we look in contrast with what's happening in churches mm-hmm. nowadays, nowadays what you're seeing really is that people are accidentally being taught to hate prayer. Yeah. Because what's the first thing to go in a church? Prayer oh, meetings. we're, we're sh- shutting down the prayer meetings. It, it's not a, a big event. Or when they do have prayer, it is an event because they do it so, like, so, Once like, a month so little. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, we're going to have this prayer meeting. It's going to be a big thing. Well, one prayer meeting, probably not going to solve any problems. It might bring back people to, to prayer if that's the goal, but it cannot be a one-time thing. No. Our, our walk is daily. Mm. Our prayer needs to be daily. There are, you know, we, we need to receive our daily bread. Yeah. Not, if, if not, it will just rot. Yeah. If... If the Christian out there is only relying on, you know, I go to church and I only pray at church, or if they have the prayer meeting, you know, they have a prayer event once a month and they're only relying on that, then this they're, they're not going to get the peace of God. And that's, you know, your point of, of doing it daily, that's something we have to do. If we're at the place mm-hmm. where this is a constant struggle, and it's like, so you, you, you follow what the Lord is saying, you, you brought it to Him, and you felt that peace, but the next day you wake up and it's gone. Don't just be like, "Oh, it didn't work." No, you got to go again. Yeah. You got to go again and again and again. And and I think this comes down to like, okay, well, why did the Lord allow it to come back? Well, He wants us to learn to rely on Him. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not saying that's the only answer, uh, but there there is that you know, within again going back to within the supplication that desperation. Yeah. He wants us to be desperate for Him. Yeah. He wants us to get to the place where I want to word this and I might word it poorly where, but the idea is, you know, like people say Jesus is all you have. He's all you need. And it's like, that has to be our reality yeah. that there's nothing else that is going to help me through this because I can't help myself. No one else can even as good as support is. We need support. We're not, no way that could be something we'll get blamed for. Ah, oh, you're saying you don't need support. We'll put that on the next shirt. The 95 um, uh, yeah. alleged thesis. No, no, you you need your brothers and sisters <laughs> in Christ to come and pray with you. No yeah. man's an island. Exactly. No man is an island. They're, they're, it is not the Lone Ranger. Forsake people. not the gathering of the brethren. Right. We need, but even within that, I can't trust in you. So if I have a problem, Mick, Ezra, and whoever, you're not the ones that are going to take the problem off of me. No, you need to point me to him, to God, to Jesus Christ is the one. Jesus died on that cross. And that cross, oh, there is salvation in the blood. There is victory in the blood. There is deliverance in the blood. And because of the blood of Jesus, now I'm going to start preaching. Because of the blood of Jesus, it opens the door for us to get that peace. Because it says it here in verse 7. The peace of God which passes all understanding. But it doesn't end there. It says, shall keep your hearts and minds through Through Christ Christ Jesus. Jesus. Because of what he did at the cross. Notice that. Keep your hearts and minds. That means guard. Your hearts, your minds. We need that. We need someone to guard over our hearts and minds. And Jesus Christ is the only one that can do it. Because he neither slumbers nor sleeps. When we go to bed, and, and you know, or when we're distracted by a thousand things, and most of them is silly, but still we get distracted. Mm-hmm. Uh, yet God does not 
leave us nor forsake us. He is their guardian. And you can't rely on your brothers and sisters to do the praying for you. You know that parable with the the, uh, wise virgins, you know, bring your own darn oil. Oh, good point. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was talking about this with someone very close to me recently. They were going through an issue. And they, they keep saying, oh, man, you know, I'm not feeling any peace about it. I'm, not, I'm getting all my friends to pray for it, but I'm not getting any peace. And I, I just looked them straight in the eye and I said, but are you praying about it? Right? Because like earlier, right, we, in the previous podcasts we were talking, if, you know, you bring your issues to someone you trust and care about and know cares about you, then you're going to feel that peace from God because you're bringing these issues to God and you trust him, or hopefully you trust him and you know that he has your best interests at heart. Yeah. But if you're not constantly in prayer yourself, how are you going to trust God? If you don't talk to somebody, you're not going to trust them in an emergency. You don't know that person. Exactly. You, you, need to, you need to pray to God, not just because, oh, it's the Christian thing to do, we pray. Religious people pray. It's, a, it's what we do. No, no, no. You're praying to God because you're in a relationship with him. And if you don't talk to him, you're not building that relationship. You're not building up trust. So there's no way that in a crisis you will be able to depend on God for peace because you don't trust him. And I told them that. You need to pray for yourself. I will pray for you because I love you. But you need to pray for yourself as well. Yeah, I just want to say this. Um, our friends don't guard our hearts and minds. No, it's Jesus. It's Jesus. You know, like, it's what it comes down to. We find ourselves kind of ignoring, you know, the, the need for personal prayer. Hmm. If I have a need, and I, I know that Greg can help me with that, if I just keep sending other people, hey, uh, Ezra, could you go see Greg? I need this. Well, Greg will never start thinking that that problem is that important to me because all I'm doing is asking other people to do my work. Sending That's a good proxies. point, Max. Yeah. And good so point. if I don't go to God, why would God even care? And, and I'm using this broadly, but why would God even care about my situation if I don't have the common sense to run to him, if I don't have that relationship with him, if I only go to him when I have problems or send other people when I have problems. It's kind of like my attendance in gym class in high school. Very brief, but memorable. <laughs> only when only when I was needing to pass would I show up, you know? It's like, well, what's the point then? You haven't done gym class. You don't have a relationship. You're, you're, you're not a part of that class. You're on the sign-up sheet, but that's it. So when we claim to be Christians but never run to God, we're on the sign-up sheet, sure. But, I don't know. In a way, God might just go, yeah, I see his name all the time. Never heard from him. Which my gym class teachers always did. Depart from me, I never knew you. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I, I want to end it on this thought. Um, it's, I, think, I think it's very easy within the church to point out those Christians who will say, you didn't get victory, it's your fault. Mm. Like, you prayed, but you didn't have enough faith. Da, da, da. Now, I don't know every situation of a person's heart. Maybe someone didn't pray in faith. That could be someone didn't pray in faith and didn't believe, and it was all a facade. They were showing off. 
But only sure. God knows the heart. Sure. Only, I'm, I'm not the right. one to be like, you did this. No, that's only between them and the Lord. But there is on the opposite side. There are believers who they've accepted that they will never, ever be healed or experience the peace of God in their problem. And they won't even begin the process of going to pray about the problem. Listen, if you're listening to this and you've made it all the way through this podcast, and we congratulate you, by the way, you get a Christian service no price, which we'll explain that another day. But in all seriousness, you're hearing this, and maybe you're struggling with hearing this. I want to encourage you. Maybe you've been told that you can't get victory, that your thoughts are always going to be the same, it's always going to be negative, and maybe you've accepted yourself. This is your lot for the rest of your life. We believe in spiritual warfare. We believe there is a devil. Uh, I'm not saying Satan went and spoke that personally over you, but there are definitely spirits out there, demonic spirits that are going to come and whisper in our ear, that's right, you're never going to get victory. Don't believe that lie. I think that's step one for you is to no longer accept that lie and maybe maybe audibly say it out loud i reject this thought i reject that i'll never get victory you know i am a child of god i've been saved i'm washed in the blood my name is written down in glory i'm more than a conqueror through christ jesus go and actually start bring that problem and begin to pray and begin to intercede supplication with thanksgiving keep praying and watch in faith as god comes and touches your heart and your life and begins to bring the victory mm. begins to bring the peace and just to clarify so that people don't get confused we are not saying that this is this is a positive declaration and speaking no. things into existence. Ooh, no. no, this is no. knowing the promises of God, knowing the truths of the Word, and very often we learn by reminding ourselves. Reminding ourselves. ourselves. Mm. And so this is what it is. Yeah. It is not speaking things into existence. It is not saying I'm healed, so I am. No, that's not what it is. It no. is no. This is my identity in Christ. Yes. Yeah. And I need to remember it. Yeah. And I, I mentioned this last podcast, but I'll mention it again. We can look back at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When they were being threatened with the fiery furnace, they said, we will not bow down and worship your statue because we know that our God will save us. Well, great. There we go. No, 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 no. But even if he doesn't, we're still not going to worship your idol because... Only Yahweh is God, and we will not bow down and worship your statue. Yeah, beyond that, right? It's yeah. He will save us. He can save us, and regardless, we will praise Him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's the big thing. It's Thanksgiving again. Yeah. I, I find it absolutely, and, and, and I'm glad that you said the confession thing because uh, you know, that probably would be another thing we'd be. Oh, they're in that positive confession stuff. That will be on the next T-shirt. Um, <laughs> Christians have no problems negatively speaking yeah. out. But the minute someone comes along and says, no, I'm a child of God according to the Bible, and it's like, oh, no, false doctrine. Oh, I feel sorry for you people that are always living that way. I feel very sorry for I'm you. I'm a Calvinist, and I don't live that way. 
<laughs> Wait, you're a Calvin? Now you tell me? Nine that nine. that explains the tattoos. It explains everything. <laughs> it does, actually. All right. I think this is a good place to land our podcast plane for today. No plane crashes today. Uh, we pray that it's been an encouragement to you. We pray that it's been a blessing and 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 believing that God is going to use this to maybe bring revelation on these verses to help you in your walk. I know it's going to help me, and I believe it's going to help my brothers here uh, in their walks as well. So if you're really struggling, you know, reach out to godly help, people that can pray with you and point you to Christ, people that you can trust, that you know are solid believers. Um, and, yeah, we just we just really hope that this will help you grow in the Lord. So for the Fancy File Podcast, my name is Greg. I was one of your hosts along with Marvelous Nick. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And the Ezrasaurus Rex. Always a pleasure. Take care, and until next time, God bless.